One woman. One man. Two two kids. kids, A dog. Over 20 years of sharing the ups and downs of life together. In a crazy town called Los Angeles. And yet we are still in love. You're listening to This Rom-Com Life. On this podcast, we discuss marriage, relationships, and everything else in between. Join us for an open, honest, and unapologetic journey. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Wait, before we begin, what do I do about all these mosquito bites? Does yeah, anybody you know out what? there know what to, how to help you me? You have to start wearing off. No matter what outdoor party we go to, you think, we have off. We have it. Yeah, that, Spray I, it. I guess so. Yes, I should have remembered You'll smell like... Mosquito repellent, but that's okay. You this won't has be. It's been itchy. a lifelong problem. Why would happen? Tell us. Well, no, I have horrible memories of summers in Israel because I used to get torn up by mosquitoes, and then I can't sleep because sometimes at night they get the worst. What about Kauai? Oh, Remember how our bad honeymoon. that was? I ruined our honeymoon because I got so torn up by mosquitoes, and yeah, I took Benadryl, and then that I was, was not like fun for a anyone, loopy, and it was so miserable. Especially me. <laughs> and I thought we escaped the summer without mosquito bites, but the past week i've been getting torn up multiple times and right now i have like eight mosquito bites per foot you know what i just saw next uh, door this morning somebody asked why are there so many mosquitoes out right now i don't know what's going on and is we it have the terminates. humidity i don't know i don't think i got them at our house i think maybe when we were at saturday night saturday night here in bryan's or somewhere else or remember we got them at our old house when we were walking oh, Dolly we in the lawn. Again. I don't know. You're right. I should just start wearing off. Yeah, you, think, you gotta smell like off. Do they have mosquitoes in the city, like in New York? If I go to New York, should I wear it? Or is that only in suburbs? I think you're going to be safe in New York. Because it's really humid there too. But is it more a suburban thing? I think, I think you'll be safe in the city. You're okay. going to be walking around outside in Central Park. I am. Oh, not Central Park. You know no. what? Why don't you take some with you? I just don't just know. Just be safe. But I just wish I knew of a remedy. I tried putting rubbing alcohol on it somebody What's told me that the toothpaste? somebody else told me to put toothpaste on it i think someone tried the no you. because there remember when when we were younger i remember people saying if you have a pimple you could put toothpaste on it and it would dry it out like colgate yeah i guess mm, but it didn't that. work i had toothpaste all over my ankles last <laughs> yeah, night it's all over my sheets <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh well, these mosquito bites anyways if anybody does have a remedy for these mosquito bites, please reach out, text, email, call, anything. I need to know. It's miserable. It's for miserable. Both of us. Yeah, because you see, it. and you don't have any. None. And you, I'm, I'm not that sweet. You're sweeter. Uh, no, I don't know what it is. I guess some people's maybe their blood type is more susceptible to it. I remember Possibly. my dad. We would be sitting next to each other, and he'd be like, "Look, a mosquito landed on me," and I'd be like torn up with mosquito bites, and he wouldn't even get one bite. I don't get it. Yeah. It's so odd. Ask for some help. Let's move past the mosquito okay, let, bites into more a place of meditation. Hopefully summer's almost over. Yes. Fall is on its way. It's almost September. The Jewish holidays are coming up. And then Thanksgiving, Christmas. And before you know it, it'll be 2022. Oh my God, this year flew by. Talking about a better place. We are so honored to welcome our guest into the studio, Erica Spiegelman. She's... Not only a friend and our neighbor, but a counselor, a wealth of knowledge. And this is amazing because I never would have known this just when I see you and your beautiful family walking down the street every morning. But you are an author and not just of one book, but of many books. And you have quite an amazing career. If I may read from the back of your book, Rewired, Mm -hmm. um, this is what it says about you, Erica. Okay. 
Erica Spiegelman has made an indelible mark in the field of addiction recovery. As a counselor, consultant, author, and motivational speaker, she has founded a multimedia health and wellness platform, providing consulting and counseling to those looking for emotional, mental, and physical freedom. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm so honored and so happy that we get to connect this way. I am too. Yeah. So let me sort of go backwards first. Tell us what inspired you to write this book and how it all came about. Um, so Rewired was born from my own experience originally. I stopped drinking myself at the age of 27, so it was almost 14 years ago. Um, and Or 14 years ago, actually. Um, and I wanted to kind of share my own experience, what helped me I think get on a healthy path is what I call it too and kind of create a new identity and then also you know I went back to school to UCLA to get a degree um, in addiction therapies to understand how the brain works and how addiction actually develops and how we can you know create healthy coping skills and um, so between professionally going back and then personally having my experience I started working at treatment centers all over LA and um, becoming a clinician and doing groups and every group that I did I have to write up a Um, a handout or a worksheet for them and so the worksheets were two three pages and they were subject matters that helped me personally and then I knew were helping my clients so like things like communication and authenticity and healthy relationships and self-care and spiritual practices and red flags and all these things and from there I was like this this is everything that is coming from my heart and and I know it proven to be you know to be efficient and it works and people reson- it resonates with people and so I started to write the book Rewired um, because there wasn't a lot of literature out there that was um, about just basically self-love and, and being authentic like it was more based towards AA 12-step programs and things like that and so um, I had a lot of feedback from people saying that that you know that was the only literature out there and I wish there was another book that could help people so I started writing and just to backtrack I got a uh, my bachelor's in literature because I was always a writer so it's funny how two things come together okay so you were a good writer to begin with but then putting your yeah your what your methods to paper methods to paper yeah I loved writing since I was like a little girl I used to have like journals and journals of writing yeah so I really enjoyed reading it because it was good to learn about you Stuff we did not know about yeah. you. So it's like the book is kind of has two stories. It has your story, mm-hmm. which we learned from beginning to end for the most part. Yeah. And then you're helping people rewire their brain. Yeah. That, that was on purpose, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sharing my own story too. Your own story. Yeah. yeah I, th- I thought, you know, I, I it wasn't something that um, I wanted to, I didn't want it to be like an autobiography. I didn't want it to go like too much into it because I had a lot of other information I wanted to share. But I did want people to learn about who the author is. I feel like when I was studying um, literature in college, um, I went abroad to Paris actually for six months, you know, in abroad. And one of the classes was about learning about the author first for like six weeks and then we read the book. And so for me, that, that kind of inspired me to like, you know, the, those books that I actually knew about the author's life, even if it wasn't an autobiography, it helped me connect to the book so much more. So I wanted to include my That's story. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't read a lot of self-help books. Sometimes I start them and I know people that love them, especially about raising kids or different things. But it's hard for me to kind of follow because yeah. you kind of, the the author or this, you know, the doctor or whoever's writing the book, yeah. kind of you get gets a little messy. But because this book was so authentic to you and you're so open and honest, but only 
yeah. far enough. Like yeah, exactly yeah. like you said, you told the story so we could imagine it, but it didn't have to go into right. great detail. Right. And then that made it more relatable to me. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. even though I didn't have an alcohol problem, I, I would say that maybe I had a, a food addiction. Yeah. That's part of who I am. And so yeah. because you related it to so many different things, like maybe if it's not alcohol, that's your problem. But if it's a food addiction. Right. And then also showed in your life experience I was fascinated and it really made oh, me connect Amazing. to the book and like yeah. want to keep reading more. It was, it was like almost part novel ish, but really felt real. And because, also I'm sorry to me to jump yeah. in, but your clients, you tell stories about your clients. I'm sure you changed their names yes, to protect yes. them yeah. obviously, yeah. but you weed that in so well. Oh, thank yeah. It yeah. wasn't just a self help book. Right. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like, here's, you know, yes. 10 chapters, read this and you right. know, you're going to rewire your brain. Right. And it, it was a story yeah. and it was, and it was other people's stories. And yeah, it was a, I read it while my son was playing golf, uh-huh, the uh-huh. first 60 pages, and then I came home, and then the next day I finished it up. Oh, wow, it awesome. Was a, it was That's a great. really interesting read. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do you think, because of your background and how you have, um, you were an alcoholic, do you think your clients re- relate to you more? Yes. And they understand more? Yeah, where, definitely. Okay. And, and do, do they talk do you talk to them about yeah, your experiences you as oh well? yeah 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 I mean first off the bat I, I well most people find me to work with me one-on-one through my book so they, they usually read the book and then go on my website and contact me to do sessions so they kind of already know that I have and what's had your website um dot okay. yeah yeah and but but yeah but even the people that didn't know my backstory when I was working at treatment when I was younger and at treatment centers you know they'd walk in at the bottom, like first, first day at treatment, you know, and they're like, who are you? You know? And like, and I would immediately say, listen, I'm sober myself. This is, you know, this is something that, you know, every day I'm mindful of. Um, but you know, and I think of myself as a healthy woman. I don't think of myself as an alcoholic today. I don't think of myself as somebody who has an addiction today. It's something that, um, I, I would say I've had an experience with addiction and I, and I definitely had experience being addicted to alcohol and even, would call myself an alcoholic, but today I don't, you know, I don't attach that kind of um, language to who I am anymore because like, I feel like I've done so much work on becoming a healthy woman. And so like, I'll tell my clients that too, like I'm a healthy woman, but I have been in the, the throes of addiction. I have been in the black hole of addiction before, the hopelessness, the spiritlessness. I I know what you're going through and I can tell you firsthand how to get out, you know? And, and, and you know, honestly, I didn't know how to get out. I was like, lost in that moment you know and that's that day actually that I kind of made the decision to change my life in a way where I asked like God for help was really like a pivotal uh, the most probably important day in my life and I still will like remember it day to day now so that I don't ever go backwards you know and it's not that I'm afraid that I'd ever be as bad as I was let's say 14 years has passed and I was in a different place I was out of college and you know but again like I just remind myself too um that even if it's like a 0.5% chance, why why risk something like that, you know? Right. Why ruin a good thing you have going on right now? Yeah. When you kind of learn to live life like in a healthy manner, it's like, you know. You feel good. You feel good. And, and also it's like, you know, I could understand wanting to challenge those things. And I tell people that every day. It's like we all have like great months and years of good routines. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, screw. Well, you know. Peaks and right. valleys. Peaks and valleys. Life's all about yeah. peaks and valleys. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. What, what changed? What, what made you stop? 
What, what was the, the darkest day? And what was it your mom? You mentioned in the book that your mom came to you and she and you listened to her. You heard her finally after all these finally, years. Finally, yeah, was yeah. That, was yeah, that, the, that was, well, I think the pivotal day, one day I was right around the time my mom was begging me to like get help and you're not, you're, you're not the same. And I kept saying, no, I'm fine. And denying it, denying it for years. And then finally I she got through to me. But it was like the day right before that, that I like was sitting on my stoop in San Francisco and it was like eight o'clock in the morning and I was like shaking like my hands were shaking because I had too much alcohol pumping through my system for the night before I didn't get home till five o'clock in the morning you know one of those typical nights out all night and you know um and and I remember just saying god please get me out of this like please help me and then my mom kind of showed up yeah so it was meant to be it was meant to be but that's how it is right we we kind of manifest those things when we're ready when we want to surrender it happens and is it true you you can't really change unless you're ready to change I think that's true. A hundred percent. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I've tried, you know, I've had hundreds of families call me through the years and please help my, my husband, my father, my son, my, you know, whatever. And it just, unless somebody really, um, has the desire and will to change, then they'll, you know, they'll change. If not, it's, it, it could happen for a short period of time, but not sustainably, not long term. you know? Well, so here's, here's what I want to, I want to draw a picture to people listening right now, because Erica's our neighbor. Mm-hmm. She's this beautiful woman, very th- so in shape, great figure. See you exercising, walking with Thank your you. husband and your two beautiful, beautiful kids. family. Like, stunning, Thank right? You. And so never in a million years so would I ever have guessed that you had been through this. In fact, quite the opposite from afar. I'm like, wow, yeah. look at this family. They have it all. Perfect family, beautiful yeah. kids, perfect house. So the fact that you're so open and honest and willing to share about your past and, yeah. and what you do today and, and how other people can do it. I think that's what is so beautiful about this book, right? Thank like you. Yeah. you can, you've, and you, and you came from a good place too, right? I mean, yeah. we all have, our, and, and also how you talk about our childhood and different things, how they can affect us, even things we heard or how right. we took them in. Because I personally know that affected me, mm-hmm. you know, as a child and right. what may, may be a comment a, a person said, whether it was a parent or, a, you know, somebody at school. Totally. And if you don't work that out, it manifests in different addictions or different ways later, whether it's, you know, alcohol or drugs or food or different things. Shopping, gambling, eating, Shopping. porn, you know, there's a million. Yeah. So if somebody is taking a look at themselves and saying, Okay, maybe I want to evolve, right? Because yeah. you talk about the evolution in this book and, and maybe the addiction isn't that strong where they have to go to a treatment center, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a gambling addiction, a shopping addiction, maybe even drinking too much alcohol or eating too much food. What are the first steps that you, you would kind of guide them towards? Well, you know, it's it's so, I mean, it's great you say that because, you know, it's, it's very hard for people. I think Einstein said it like, you know, you can't the brain that got you to the problem is not the brain that's going to get you out of the problem so uh, we need outside help you know number one like okay. we i think to turn to a counselor a therapist a community meeting for free podcasts uh, reading books anything to seek outside knowledge you know is helpful i mean i tried bargaining myself you know i tried stopping you know the drinking myself too for a long time oh i'll just have one and then that, you know i'll just do this i'll i'll go join a gym and that's gonna help me no and it's like you know too i'll move to new york yeah i'm still there you know right. a move is not gonna help me you know me moving myself somewhere else is not gonna fix my problem you know so i think getting outside help if it's not a treatment center then you know some other inspiration and then also changing your routine like you know and, and sometimes changing your environment like moving out of the actual place that is you know, where you have, let's say, 
like for me, I had neighbors and all my neighbors literally would come over. We were in our 20s and knock on my door and let's go to the bar here. Right. So, I mean, to, to get out of that house was helpful. Um, also to, you know, um, I think start focusing on like the foundational um, self-care tools that we need, like sleep and proper nutrition. And But that can't really be done if you're still like in the midst of drinking or in the midst of gambling. Like it's not going to be helpful for you we can't really set up a good routine if I'm up till five in the morning you know so those things have to kind of be addressed well that's why I love in, and so reading the book rewired obviously would be kind of a first step yes for books re, yes exactly and I think a lot of people have read the book too. because you do talk about so many things that do resonate with me the self-care the compassion how to you know finding a place for for gratitude here's what I took the one of the first chapters honesty yeah I read that chapter mm-hmm. and I went to the back and I read all the questions and the biggest one I had yeah. was, can you go 24 hours and not tell a lie? Yeah. Even a white lie. Right. Couldn't do it. Really? You couldn't do it? Lamore, I'm serious. <laughs> I couldn't kind of to my mom. Oh. How are you feeling, Daniel? What's going on? Oh. Like, I'm fine. Okay. I'm like, you know, want, yeah. or eat it. Ian's like, dad, what do you think of um, this dress? It's oh. all cattywampus. It's <laughs> like, that's like, right. It looks great. What, right. It's so yeah. hard. But yeah. that chapter is so true with... People with addictions, no matter what addiction it is, yeah. you tell one lie, yeah. then you got to tell another lie, then you get stressed oh, out about that lie. Yeah. Even when you're at work and you're telling lies yeah. about whatever project you're working on, yeah. and then the web just keeps going and keeps going. Yeah. And uh, it's scary. It's hard. It's but hard. until you read it in that yeah. chapter, it's like, wow, that's yeah. a lot of extra added stress. But I know it's hard for people to really be 100% honest it is and and then you know people actually out of all chapters people challenge me the most on this not challenge me but but say to me like you know I can't really tell you know my work I'm unhappy and I'm really wanting to quit like like they'll say I got I'm getting sober I want to be authentic and this job doesn't resonate with me anymore I just can't go in anymore I'm unhappy but I can't really say it like this so I can't and I said well it's not so much I'm gonna tell you to go lie but it's but it's like at like asking yourself how can I be true to myself like how if if I'm going to leave work and I can't say I'm I'm you're a jerk and that's why I'm leaving to my boss it's it's more about listen this isn't the right fit for me like there's another truth like so that's what I always say is like instead of seeing it as I'm not lying let's just try to explain something or communicate it with another truth you know um but but also sometimes we have to have you know some discretion and and not hurt our daughter's feelings or hurt our mother's feelings like you know and so it's, it's it's just kind of like understand your intention I think that is the key intention is everything in life like even when I tell people I mean it's like my intention is not to hurt someone I love so I'm gonna tell her that her dress looks pretty even though it's not my favorite dress right so my intention is good and that's okay you know but it's like also when I tell people um you know I remember once I was at a wedding like two maybe two years after I got sober and my brother had a vodka tonic next to me and I had my club soda with my lime and whatever and I remember I, the cups looked identical and I, I picked up his vodka uh, soda, whatever it was. And I, as I was putting up to my mouth, I got, I smelled the vodka and I was like, no, nope, but I put it down, you know, Wow. because my, but that wasn't my intention. My intention was not to sneak his drink, right. you know, yeah. but there are people that I have known that I've worked with my, my clients that their intention is to Oh, mix up the drink and then they'll and then they'll say to Sneak me, one. "Oh my God, Erica, I had a sip of this drink." I go, "Was that your intention, or is that you know?" And so again, is an intention really the key to everything? It is. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
Because you know your brain's telling you that's right. right, this is wrong, and right. you're doing what you know you should not be doing. And, and only we know, you know. It's like I remember right. the first time getting on a plane going to Europe, and I was by myself, and it was I was I was actually going to Israel, and I was two years, two and a half years after I got sober, and I was so strong on my I, my healthy path, and I was feeling great, and I was totally like okay and i remember the like the lady coming by and i'm on a plane with nobody i know and she's like would you like some wine miss you know and i was like thinking i said no you know what i don't drink and you don't have to ask me again on this trip and i was so proud of myself because it was it was my choice it wasn't like someone was telling me not to like my mom and nobody would have known nobody's watching but i would have known so that's where self-betrayal comes in like that word which is guilt right and you would feel guilty and would eat at you right and i don't want to betray myself anymore that was the decision i made when i got sober it was not and sobriety to me is not just about not drinking it's about all of this that i write about eating healthy exercising isn't that the root of what being authentic is yeah if you're not you you can't lie to yourself right you know you can you can't fake it to yourself then you're that's, a fraud yeah then you're yeah. not and, authentic. and you know it right you know, or the self-betrayal know, the self-betrayal again. Yeah. and that's why i love all your affirmations Thank and authenticities you. and things that you that you have in the back of the book because some are you know there's ones for honesty and evolution but yeah self-care self-love a lot yeah. one of your big themes i think that i read about is the self-love yeah right? like, yeah yeah and one that really resonated with me is being scared of being successful yeah right yeah that why why do you think so many people have a fear of success in that way you know I still think that this is like a big theme that comes up a lot even in my life now it's just um of just you know I think feeling like you don't want your light to shine too much or people are gonna you know and it's I think the messaging the narratives that you were talking about earlier that we get when we're younger is just like you know my dad I love him and we're close but he came from a very I think old school way of thinking and he would say things like derogatory things about women but it was just what he heard growing up you know like women should just stay you know I mean he's he loves he's so right, proud of, of my career yes, and he's, yes. he's proud of what I do but again it was like I think I got messages when I was younger and I can't I can't even tell you what they really were but it was kind of like don't let your light shine too much you know right. don't, don't oh. you know yeah. that kind but of would thing. it be different for a brother perhaps probably would your brother, was it different mm, you'd be an all, all-star quarterback yeah you I mean I think he would succeed yeah yeah I mean I think I think maybe that would be too I don't know where I got it from honestly I mean I, my dad actually is very proud and would be happy whatever I did right. but it but I think somehow I got maybe n- narratives as a woman maybe from society or just other women you know like you don't want to you know, I feel like people are just so judgmental and jealous and, you know, That's you, you get totally. that. Yep. My mom does this thing even now where it's like, don't post on Facebook because people will be jealous and then the evil eye will, you know, like the uh, eye. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I get that in my head like, oh, I guess I shouldn't. Right. I'm, I'm thankful for what I have, but God forbid I want more. And right. I have so much. Will people be more jealous? Right, like, right. There's, I, I'm, I'm so thankful, but there's still a lot I want to, you know, right. accomplish in my life. And, and right. yeah. I, I thank God every day and there's I am filled with gratitude but then I start to feel guilty for wanting the next step the next step more and it's not just you know money it's you know right succeed career right. things we're Happiness. working on well, trying new things project. taking risks you know but that's then when hard. she says you know then I start to feel guilty like oh gosh right. well god forbid I do succeed beyond my wildest dreams or people you know right. so that that's what it comes from it comes that's from your where mind. mind comes from right that's where mine comes yeah. from yeah yeah that's where yours comes from i mean and i think mine's so blurred i mean i hate to even blame you know my dad i don't think it's so much I, i'm just trying to piece together yeah. like i've heard such like a mishmash of like different things through the years that but, but people i think success people are fearful of success too because with success comes responsibility and sometimes people don't want 
or don't feel like they are worthy they're worthy of it or that they can actually do it do the job you know i mean it's a lot you know someone asked me to open up a treatment center with them recently and i'm thinking about it but it's a big risk it's a big investment and i'm inundated like i'm just i can't even think at the end of the day i mean i have two little kids and then i have another book coming out and then i have my clients to take care of too and i've it's just like a lot so you know, I get Something it. Something has to give. Something has to give. But I mean, but yet I'm still like, we. I can do it. I can do it. And maybe yeah. I should do it. So we'll see. But yeah. But success and is And then something. what about the affirmations of self-care? This has always been a hard one for me because people compliment you. And I remember I used to like give a compliment right back or like, oh, no, no. And somebody would always say like, you don't, you can just say thank you. Right, right. You can just accept it. And for some reason, I feel like. Oh, they're just saying that. Or why are they just saying that? You don't that? accept a compliment it's well. Hard, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Even I, from me. Right. Yeah. Why is it so... Just say I, thanks. I think I'm going to yeah. start really doing these affirmations on self-care. Yeah, that's good. That's because... Great. Yeah. It, it is. It's it's important. I mean, it's like even when you said it, you you texted me and you said... I liked your book. I even, I said to my husband, I go, oh my God, she liked my book, you know? And so I wrote back, I wrote back, thank you. And then I wrote back, I'm so glad you like, instead I was going to say something like, oh, to down, downplay your right. compliment. And I remember, I just, that's so funny you said that because I was just, the last time I did that was when you texted me, you know, I like your book. So for me too, it's hard to accept the people, you know, I mean, it warms my heart when people tell me, because this was a labor of love to write anything you do like this, you know, it's like, oh, that resonates. Or I see reviews on Amazon when those started to come in. It was like the nice. best feeling in the world. But, but again, you, you're still like, well, but it wasn't that hard, right? right or it was like, like, oh, it's oh, just my story. You're it's selling like, yourself yeah. short. Yeah. Is that what it is? Short, instead yeah, yeah. of like, yeah. honestly, this was a great book. And Thank we you. both yeah. loved it. Thank and- you. Here's what I did last night, Erica. Mm-hmm. The more I told you this when I got home last night, I went to go pick up Elijah from the uh, golf course. Uh-huh. And he was still like a half hour out. Uh-huh. So I knew I was going to get there early. Yeah. There's a bench that overlooks the mountains and the golf course. Uh-huh. And I put my phone down. Uh-huh. I quit looking at baseball scores and fantasy football updates. <laughs> and I sat there easily for about 30, 35 minutes until he was done. I, yeah. I could see him walking up the 18th hole. Yeah. And I sat there and I just, I was quiet and still. And I thought, that's great. I'm going to do more of that. that yeah, that's awesome. Book, that, that was that, really good. Right? Oh, good. Like it, for some reason I was relaxed. Yeah. I, was, I did not drink yesterday. Yeah. I took the that's day good. off. And that's I was like, good. you know what? I'm just going to enjoy that's the great. day in my kids. That's like you awesome. Said, and it felt You're being really present. Good. Yeah. That's... I was being present. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's you amazing. inspired him to do that. So that's great. I'm so happy. And... Yeah. It's so nice to like have the noise just stop. I mean, I think I used to go hiking by myself in Mandeville Canyon up by, you know, into LA. And I, I just would, my music would be on, which was great because I think it really helps people in terms of motivation and exercising but i would take i put the music off just to listen to like the wind and spirit or whatever you want to like you know i had i went to some shaman like years ago and he said to me you need to just stop and listen more you know just like listen to the wind listen to like what your thoughts are telling you process the things going on in your life and it was very helpful and i and i put that into practice and so that's also why i share and that's the thing about like sharing with others is like to, to gain information and wisdom from others or people's experiences that help them and then you try it and you can you share it it's just it's nice yeah. right no and i love that that's can yeah. i say one more thing real quick i also do the primal scream oh you do it i related to what you said <gasps> you do it i don't know if you know this i don't for the last year since we've been home i will go get my car wash at the shell station and i will go in the car wash 
crank up Metallica uh-huh. and scream for two minutes oh, that's until good. my that... face is red oh. and I'm hoarse. What? Really? And it feels <gasps> that's awesome. so good because I frustrated, I get angry, get agitated, you know, just to, I don't know. Get it, it out. But it, yeah. that, that hit with me. That's that great. hit home with me. That's funny. That really helps. Yeah. It might make you feel good too. It's mm-hmm. almost like a good cry. It is. A good you mentioned cry a good cry helps. Sometimes. But for that, that screaming and that, I, I don't want to do it in the mountains in case somebody thinks that <laughs> yeah. some, I'm killing someone <laughs> that or something. you're in trouble. Me. Yeah. SOS. So yeah. I go in the car wash, crank That's up great. the music, That's a great and idea. scream it out. And I feel so much better. The car wash is good. I'm glad yeah. you're sharing that. Yeah. I think, you know, the, we all have like dominant emotion, emotions and responses. Like we, like some people when they're feeling overwhelmed, cry. Some people get more like, like heated in fire and they want to scream, you know, like it's just knowing and getting to know yourself too. Like if that works, that's yeah. a coping skill. That's great. You know, it's just, it's like your toolbox. I always tell people like, when you change your path and when you want to become healthier, more aware is like create a toolbox and literally be like primal, primal scream, bath, cooking, you know, walk, hiking, hiking, like just do and then do it. Like take action, actionable steps towards anything is the only way we change our brain. Like you could talk about it. Like all people call me and say, I've read 30 books on self-help. I'm like, have you done? What have you done? (laughs) Well, no, I like how you broke it down. Like the actions, like, Okay, so I want to go do this, but I'm procrastinating. So congratulate yourself like every step, yeah. like getting out the door. Yes, I did that. Yeah. Getting in the car. I did that. Turning it on. Like yeah. breaking it down so it's like eight baby steps. Eight baby yeah. steps yeah. makes so much sense because I am also known to be somewhat of a procrastinator. I've gotten better over much the years. Better, much, yes. much better. But until my adult life, until the past you know couple years or so, I was a big procrastinator. Yeah. Some of it was, you know... Um, fear of not doing it as well as I could and who maybe it was laziness who the hell knows yeah but I like there are still things in our lives that yeah. we don't want to go do going to the doctor taking our kid it, whatever it might be yeah but breaking it down into those baby steps and yeah. accomplishments until you actually get it I was like that's I've never thought of it that way yeah like okay Break it down into baby steps. Yeah. Because that seems like that's manageable for yeah. people who yeah. are having a hard time going from point A to point B. There's a whole bunch of pieces mm-hmm. in between right. to get you moving, to get you out of the house, turn the TV off. Time management is so important. Time management is so important. Yeah. And and helping your future self. That's what I that's another little trick I always tell my clients is just, you know, like okay, I, I really don't want to do the laundry today, but I know my future self at the end of the week is going to be so happy if it was done. And I do that all the time to myself. Like I, I still write for art, different um, blogs and things like that. And I'm like, oh, it's not till Friday, but I have time right now. Mm, you know, and I'm like, would you, would your future self on Friday be just so happy and relieved that you don't have to like do it now? And right. I, and I, and, and then I'll have this talk with myself and self talk is very important you know and and i'll say yeah i would so just freaking do it like get on the so computer you and do with it. Yourself. oh i talked yeah. to myself through everything and you know even the, like when i was writing about breaking it down it was because it came you know from when i started running or I, I started walking first and then i started running and you know so for me my physical self-care was really important to keep myself on the healthy sober path and i would put my shoes by my bedside and my running skirt and my sports bra and my earphones and my like little uh you know itunes what was it called yeah the ipod, iPod. it was an ipod back then yeah, yeah. it was yeah, a while ago i put it all by my bed and that way like when i woke up it was staring at me in the face like i could not like it wasn't like i had to go find where are my socks right where is this? it was like all there and then i would just 
get dressed and I would just go. I would not stop to do it. I mean, I'd brush my teeth right. and go, but that was it. Yeah, you. So just helping your future self, just any way you can, you know. Right, and I love how you even broke it down, like writing a novel. Like if you wrote ten minutes a day, you would actually after yeah. three hundred sixty-five days or whatever it was, yeah, you would have a novel. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh my god, I got to sit down and write and write and write or whatever the task might be. Yeah. But if you think about it in those terms, like you get yeah. started on it. Totally. And that's manageable. And that's, and that's manageable. manageable. And that's what I did for this too. You know, it's like even. Even now, like even like I'm like I'll write. I'm gonna write for ten minutes, and that's it because I don't have the capacity. And actually, I give myself a little pat on the back after that, you know. A little and treat, maybe. Yeah, but it's, it's also like again, like again, setting setting, you know, set like expectations, setting yourself up to actually Accomplish. be proud, not yes. like to feel like crap because you just didn't do what didn't you said you were gonna, yeah. you know. So then you are mad at yourself, and that is a whole other. You're disappointed, and you know. And yeah. then you're still feeling guilty because you procrastinate. You know, you're still hanging on your shoulders, speaking as a procrastinator. And it yeah. doesn't feel good to be a procrastinator. Right. So, so small little goals, yes. you know. Yes. Yeah. Small victories. Yeah. What was the hardest chapter to write in this book for you? Gosh, let me think. It was it was a while ago. But I think it was probably, um, I would say it was introduction, honestly. Just the, the kind of revealing the parts of myself I didn't know really how to share or, or you know what to what was appropriate or I didn't want to hurt my family I didn't want to say yeah. too much and embarrass anybody you know it was like I think that was probably the hardest part um but you know I think also the authenticity was the most challenging I wouldn't say hard but it was the most challenging it's the first chapter because the, that was like my inspiration for the book was like how do I because sh- the word itself became my north star for me the word authenticity yeah. because it really we I talk about values in my my second book the rewired life there's a whole chapter on values and and I list a bunch of values because it was really helpful for me to change my life kind of like being more aware of like okay Erica what are your values today as a healthy woman versus my values when I was not living in the light or not living in a I think in a good place I did things that were not congruent to my heart I was doing things that not only I was disappointed by, but probably other people were disappointed by. It wasn't who I was. I was like, who is this person, you know? So I think getting back to when you're in a healthier place, you're just starting is to like figure out what your values are now and then live congruently, live live in, in accordance to them. So, you know, I think authenticity was that word that became my North Star because I was like, okay, from now on, non-negotiable, I am going to have a job that feels authentic to me because I was in a job I hated but still went to you know just to have a paycheck I was in a relationship with somebody where I was never really myself because of the reaction I would get you know just shutting down not not a healthy relationship you know I would like not even lie but I would exaggerate stories to friends or make myself sound better than I was and you know and everything was other than authenticity so again it became my north star and it was really helpful for me I think you know I think just moving forward using that word so that comes out in the book. That's yeah. the first chapter, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That I love that, and that resonates yeah. from who you are. Because I will say, like, yeah, she is. You you're, are. You're not putting on any facade. You're an amazing, yeah, yeah. authentic person. Thank your you. family. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Was it hard to write about yourself? It was. It was very hard. It's. It's. You know. I. You know. And I don't know. There's a lot of people out there that are in this world of sobriety. That you know. Again, and you know. And I've been to meeting AA meetings because. Not and I didn't go for my personal, you know, path. But I went because I had clients. I would go for like treatment centers. I would work at. I would drive them when I was getting my hours, and I'd actually go to the meetings. And um, 
And I went to meetings too when I was in the process of getting sober. It just wasn't something that resonated with me too much um, because of the language right. and other other things. But um, but it was it was hard because I I hear people you know and some and, and some people give me feedback on the book like share more of the depths of your darkness and you know and and tell us like how bad you've had it and it's like it's that's not about. Not that's that. not about that you I know think so you i think got it the was point across yeah, yeah but it's hard because you get feedback being like share your deepest dark. and then some you know if you, if you ask a million people they're gonna give you right. a, million a million different, different answers, answers yeah. so it's like i just it, that's why it was hard it was just like what do i share and so again back to just being in, intuitive and just being like this is what i feel comfortable with myself and if you want me to share more as a reader and you want to go buy someone else's book that, <laughs> no, is, I, that is going to tell you yeah. about like the, how they were the doing what they were doing right. and you no, know i i honestly think that you shared exactly the right okay good. i, I thought the same thing it wasn't yeah. like you said it's not a novel about your life right it's it's what you did and what you put into practice and how it can help others. So right. It made me be able to relate to you, yeah. see what you were going through, feel it even sometimes because, you know, a food addiction or something like I have yeah. an addictive quality about myself, whether it's shopping or food. And so you resonated. I, you feel real. You're being honest, but the rest doesn't matter. Like yeah. I don't need to. I don't know need to hear about your two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever, you know, right, but that's what I mean. Who, yeah, right, but yeah. I could already Thank imagine you. it because. <laughs> Yeah. It resonated with me to a point where I was like, oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. I know Thank, like, yeah. the line because you don't want your family to see you right. a certain way. Shaking. Shaking and, right, or, right. Right. or you're yeah. too high or drunk or whatever it is, or they'll recognize something. So saying so you can't come, you know, like, yeah. well, I just want to hear about the new book you're writing. What are you writing about yeah. now? So I'm writing a book about the power of affirmation, which, oh, which you, awesome. which you've, you know, talked about. It's again, back to like self-love. It's, you know, when we, create more positive self-talk so if we come from a you know a place where like a narrative when we're younger like let's say we have some you know self-esteem issues I think everyone does to some degree and we we always have that voice in our head that's like you know you look you know you look old you look fat you look this you're you know you you can't do that you're yeah you're not you don't have a professional degree like this you don't you know it's like a million other just drowned out that voice right and so again the only way to combat that is through more positive affirmations, affirming positive messages to yourself. And so for me, when I changed my life, um, I had, I had this, this woman tell me about her grandmother and she was, she would say, so she was on the phone with her grandma and she, and she like heard, she said to her grandma, can you give me auntie so-and-so's number? Right. And so her grandmother put down the phone and said, yeah, I'll go get it. And she went to her like desk to go get the, the phone. And she heard her grandma saying like, it's okay, sweetie, baby. It's okay. You know, keep going. You're fine. You're fine. And the grandmother came back and she goes, oh, grandma, I didn't know you had someone over. You know, I could have called you back later. And she goes, no, it was, I was just talking to my leg because my leg wasn't feeling well. And so she was talking to herself, like calling herself sweetie baby and like, you know. Giving herself self-love. And that like story just like to my core, I still get the chills because it's what was missing from my life too. And I think a lot of people's like, we do, we talk to ourselves like that. We should, you know. And so I started. So I would like, when I was the first month out, you know, changing my life when I was running and I didn't want to go the extra block, I'd be like, you can do this, Erica. You're strong. You're you're amazing. You got this. You're thank God you're healthy and you're and I started just talking to myself and then you know I would affirm things and I would when I was feeling insecure I would say the opposite you know and and so for me really affirmations worked 
for me and I think that they could work for many other people. You're going to so, pump yourself up. I thought you were yeah. going to say grandma was seeing people. Uh, no. Yeah. That's where I thought you were going to go. Yeah. Okay, that no, makes total that's sense. So we're, yeah. We've recently, we have our, own. we have our mantras. We try and be very positive and do affirmations. So I can't wait for that book to come yeah, out. Yeah, thank you. And I, like I said, that is one thing that really resonated me in this book and so I'm going to really try to implement that that's great thank you I, well I hope yeah you guys will get the advanced copies oh, right. nice. <laughs> yeah. alright yeah. we'll have you back for sure yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. we'll definitely have you back yeah last question yeah. my wife has a shopping issue mm-hmm. she would say she's addicted to it or she may not and I do say she's addicted to it yeah is there a way to curb that what would you suggest for her to just kind of well it's it the shopping in online or is it in person well this is there, what there's it is. different tactics it's, I love shopping, but it's the thrill of a good deal almost mm-hmm. more than anything. I I like going to a store and seeing a sale and having an item and just the thrill of like, oh, and I have, you know, 20% off or just mm-hmm. seeing something. I love shopping. I love clothes, fashion, whatever. But yeah. it's a little bit of both. Like I have ideas in my head of what I want to wear and what I could put it with. And yeah. so I, I really just... Yeah. Love fashion and clothes and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I, honestly, there's a couple of things. I mean, number one, maybe it would be good for you to create a business or something that you can do that so you could like create jewelry or express your, like, you know, right. or, or, or like even do like secondhand store online where you actually are selling that some, some creative endeavor for you to actually do this to, to, to make you know, money. maybe some money right. or to do it just for like, you know, right. Um, that was w- maybe one thing to explore, but, but honestly, it's like kind of finding things that, um, so when you do shop, it's like this dopamine, like that gets released yes. in your brain. So it's like, we want to, we want to recreate that in other ways, other healthier ways or ways. So if it's, if the shopping is creating negative consequences in your life, then I would say to try and, you know, put some restrictions. Like if you were doing it online, I tell people they actually put blocks on their computer oh, really? so they don't buy like a lot of people were I mean I've worked with people that everything on Amazon or they'll shop online and like boxes and boxes will come so we'll I'll go as far as I've helped them put like these you know wow wow on their on, computer yeah them. so you don't yeah yeah you could you okay. could do it for your kids you could do it for yourself I'm gonna right. have to check that out <laughs> um but that's to one degree right so there's different right. degrees um also like if if it's like going out and shopping like to just give yourself like I'm gonna bring forty dollars or i'm gonna bring i'm not gonna bring my credit cards with me i'm gonna just bring this amount of money and that's all i could get to spend so you cap it well there's some boundaries to it yeah you know um being accountable asking your husband hey i'd like to go get something for the house come with me so there's accountability so that i don't you know but that has to be coming from you (laughs) you know so there there are tools you could do but it's again we only change if we want to change so it's like if she's if you know you also don't want her to be like at four in the morning shopping right. online if you you know hiding it from you, right? yeah hiding it so again it's like where where are you willing what's it, how's it making you unhappy or how's right. it causing problems in your life you know got it yeah okay we'll have to work sense. on that baby yeah. steps yeah we've been discussing this for a while <laughs> yeah but i mean if she likes it so my mom is just likely more like my mom is i grew up i'm telling you at the racks at Lowman's, like underneath, like at a shop. I mean, my mom even says, like, I, I, you literally lived in these department stores. And she, my mom just, like, is a shopper. And she's a designer. And she's aesthetic, love clothes, love, love, loves, I mean, everything that's aesthetic. And so she became a jewelry designer when she was 49 years old. I mean, she, and now she's a very, and now she's in her 60s. So she's been doing it 20-something wow. years now. But she, 
like put all that energy into to her own business and creation and now right. she doesn't even like care about shopping for clothes because she's so into like doing uh, it wow, for really? you know going and getting the jewels and getting a deal with the, the, the right. guy and getting a deal with this guy and so it's again if, if that's kind of what Lemur is is looking for that kind of dopamine of being creative or buying or maybe I should be put that intern. into a, a job should, right? a career yeah. a I new career not yeah. that I no, listen, that, she'd like right? to expand in L.A. Yeah. We need to oh, my God, it. we yeah. could talk. That would yeah. be so cool. Yeah. Good so, idea. I mean, yeah, it's, that too is like, so you want to you you fulfill that. In a that. different, healthier way because right. you're doing it with your business right, and, and creating an art. So yeah. That you're not is, being deceitful and keeping bags in the trunk, then I right. find it. Right, right, right. Stuff like that. Right, yeah. right, right. And oh, right. my mom was like exactly like that. Yeah. I mean, now she really doesn't even care about shopping because she's so like... I want that feeling. She puts it in her. I don't care. It's not like I do it all the time. But again. You've gotten so much better. I have gotten you better. Yeah. But it's still. Yeah. I just love the aesthetic things. And I love putting outfits together and this. And I see yeah. something and I get excited. And maybe I want those shoes. And then I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good yeah. to know. It's good to hear it out loud. I do love it. It really I is know. that. It's not the shopping. It's the aesthetic. It's the rush. you're talking yeah. about. Like, yeah. Yeah. When we can redo our house, that's going to be a problem because I have, you know, so much I want to do. But it, it's more about clothes. I love clothes. Yeah. Jewelry. But so, yeah, maybe I should talk to you and your mom. About yeah. That yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it would. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 all like, you know, again, everything in life, like every every issue, every personality trait we have, everything can be shifted towards positive or negative like it's really true like if you do any personality test by the way like in Myers-Briggs or like I've had I worked at a center and we would give everybody that came in the door a personality test and in the personality test even when I took it myself it said empathy is one of the number one things and we would think oh empathy is great but empathy is not great sometimes because empathy allows us like our boundaries to be crossed right and empathy also has led me to be walked all over and and um, to get taken advantage of. You're a people and pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. Right. And right. So it was so interesting when I took this, I was like, oh, how nice. These are all my good qualities. And then boom, you open the next page and it goes, here are all the negatives oh, about gosh. your good qualities. Right. Because just like Limor is saying about herself, it's like, yes, it could get in the way, but we could channel that. You know, like there's so many beautiful things about the fact that she finds inspiration in this or beauty in this. Right. And so it's again, kind of reframing and putting a different lens on things and then when we look at it differently it shifts you know yeah make it a positive yeah that's so true and i mean there have been women like rachel zoe or people like that have made these amazing careers out of shopping for other people exactly and things like that so i like what you're saying there is a way to hopefully i support you i bet you can do it i know you can do it yeah i got your back you know she'd be great at it i bet she'd be fantastic (laughs) and she would put everything she could be a stylist yeah do you watch movies i do What's your favorite rom-com? Love Actually. Oh, good one. We haven't had that one. Yeah, that's it's my favorite. I, I do like that movie. I do like that one. Yeah. That's a good story too. That's the one I in like, England? I love that. Yeah, in England where there's like a bunch of stories that come together. Right, around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Good such one. a good one. Yeah. I have another question. How did you meet your husband? We met online. You did? Yeah, we met online. We met on um, Happen. It was called Happen. Okay. It's like a an app. I don't even know if it's around anymore. But yeah, I met him and... Um, you know, I was ready. I think I was ready. I was coming out of a, a, a relationship I knew wasn't going to work, but it was really hard to cut those emotional ties. So I, I think once you kind of close, like, I think if your heart's in two different places, it's hard to, like, meet somebody, yes. you know? But I think um, that's the lesson I learned, I think, when I met my husband. It was, like, kind of was just letting go, and he was persistent. So thank God he was. <laughs> but it, it kind of helped me turn the corner there because, yeah. 
You picked a good one. Thank I only you. had like an hour conversation with him. Yeah, but I can thank tell you. He's yeah. authentic. He is. Yeah. He is very tell. authentic. He yes. is. Yes. And and I can be authentic with him and he can be authentic with me. So that's important. Yeah. yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Thank yeah. you Thanks. for coming. Thank you for having me. This was so nice. This is so I fun. so enjoyed it. Both thank you. you guys. Do it again. Great yes. questions. And Thanks. I appreciate you guys reading the book so thoroughly. That's amazing to hear. No, we actually really loved it and got a lot out of it. So thank you for writing it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we look forward to the next one. Yeah, for sure.